Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo, or at least one of them. It kind of depends and probably some rando too, but no complaining because this is free, free. This is beauty and the beta bonus audio content. Hello and welcome to the show. This week I was a guest on the Matt to Matt podcast. Not to be confused with me, this show is hosted by two Matts and I played third wheel Matt. Focused on open conversation and information that matters to you, their show is live on YouTube every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. We talked about the development of my political perspective. We talked at length on the NFL kneeling for the anthem controversy. And we had an interesting bit of would you rather to close. So if you like what you hear, and I hope that you will, check out the Matt to Matt podcast using the links in the description. And tell them I sent you if you do. Thanks for listening and enjoy. where we talk about everything that's important to you. From science and technology to pop culture and social commentary. Featuring your hosts, Right Matt, Left Matt, and the disembodied voice of Joe. This is where the conversation begins. Now let's have a chat. Matt to Matt. Good evening. Welcome back to Matt to Matt. Uh, I am your host, Right Matt. Joining me as always is Left Matt. What's up, guys? And of course, in his posh library, the disembodied voice of Joe. Good evening. Who seems to have uh, deadpanned right now. So, um, joining us this evening, uh, first time is uh, Matt Christensen, YouTuber. Uh, you can find him on YouTube, Matt Christensen, also on Twitter at ML Christensen. We have it up, spelling of his last name, <clears throat> on the screen for your uh, simplicity. Um, how's it going? I'm doing well. Thanks for hosting me. Uh, if uh, if you're left and right, what does that make me? Am I am I up down? Attention. What which Matt am I? <laughs> well, you know that's interesting. I didn't even realize till today when I was naming the episode that I'm like, oh dang, that's I'll like our first. Really big guest, and it's like another Matt. Alternate, so right. We're setting, yes, you're all right. <laughs> Perfect, thank you, Joe. You are alternate right, Matt. Uh, read Just into kidding. that what you will. Just kidding. All right, yeah, Joe's face is frozen right now. All right, uh, welcome to those of you who are joining us for the first time. We are a once a week Thursday night's show. Make sure you do subscribe. We have these conversations. We try to bring the chat in as often as possible so that we are talking not only with our wonderful guest, but also with you. Um, Be careful about uh, anybody I may bring to the chat. You know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking... <laughs> you want to walk that back in a few minutes. I'm seeing, like I said, we try. You know, there's always the caveat. <clears throat> we do try to get yeah, to yeah. the chat. Um, we'll see how that goes this evening. We do appreciate the... Um, uh, the people that uh, that did join us this evening to see Matt have a conversation with us. <clears throat> um, so it's been an interesting week. 
Uh, we, we're going to touch on uh, the story of the week. No, we're not talking about Hugh Hefner, because to be perfectly honest, <laughs> not to be callous, but I don't care. So we're going to be. I have nothing to say about that. Heartless. It's a shame. It's a shame. I actually, I share that. Well, I it's a shame another human being died. And, but he did such and yeah, that's he's a guy that died. <laughs> yeah. What a good guy, you know? Uh, yeah. So that's all we're going to say about that topic this evening. Um, we usually do uh, quick news up top, but to utilize our time with uh, Matt Christensen best, we'll skip over that and we're just going to go into um, our topics of the evening. Um, also going to be getting into the... The NFL situation is obviously what I was talking about. Um, there was a lot of policy dropped in the last 24 hours or 48 hours, and I didn't get a chance to to look into any of that. So we're not going to be discussing it this week, uh, as far as the tax, tax Trump's Trump's tax, tax thing, and I think there was one other, some other some other thing. I'm I sure there was. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. <clears throat> so real quick, I just wanted to to frame this discussion we're having. Um, we're trying to. Um, as those of you who were listening in the intro, what we're trying to do is we're trying to have conversations with people where we may not agree on, on, on everything, but um, the contentious topics, the contentious topics that, that come up that are extremely polarizing, and I'm sure you can agree the NFL situation with the take an, hashtag take a knee is extremely polarizing. Um, we're going to try and figure out how, how we can try to understand, maybe not agree with, but understand people who we disagree with. Um, I forget who said it, but uh, a sign of intelligence is to be able to entertain a thought without accepting it. Mm. So that's what we're going to be doing, trying to entertain thoughts that... Um, hooray that we, for the First Amendment, right? Hooray for the yeah. First Amendment. So real quick, I just wanted to start with um, those of you who don't know Matt Christensen. Um, Matt, how... Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Let me, just, let me just frame this this way. You voted for Obama, Correct. Two times, yeah. Two times, okay. And then voted which way this election? Donald Trump. I, I was going to say I was going to say Donald Trump, but I didn't want to be wrong. I thought maybe you were one of those, I'm just going to vote third party or just vote down ticket. Well, you know, I, I think um, as my political outlook develops, I would love to be at home with the libertarians. I want to go home with them. I want to be with them. But um, but they do things like nominate Gary Johnson, right? And right. so I, I, you know, I Bill can't Weld. get on board with Gary Johnson. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I'm I'm available to the Libertarians. I, that said, I don't regret my vote either. Though, if the election were held again today, I would vote the same way, and I wouldn't hesitate. Gotcha. And that's not to say that I'm that I endorse everything that the president does. He annoys what? me probably half the time. I thought a vote for a presidential candidate was an endorsement of everything they do and say. Yeah, that's the way it works. Yeah, that's uh, what, that's I mean, if if you. We, we, when we talked about the NFL issue on our show this last Sunday, everything that's happened so far fits the classic template where Donald Trump originally says something that raises my eyebrow a bit. I don't really like it, but then the overreaction is so off base that I have to kind of default back to him because it is the more sane perspective. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If only by default. Well, <laughs> and, and if, only, if only by comparison, he's the better choice. Well, that's that's like um, it's kind of what I was saying. Where when these things are so polarizing, what it ends up doing is either pulling people really hard to one side or the other, or leaving a lot of people in the middle, going like, "I just don't care anymore." Like mm -hmm. I care, but I, I don't care as much as you do, or as much as you do. Not you. People on the left and people on the right. Um, and then it just becomes frustrating because we get to sit and watch people argue. Like you said, it, it'd be great to be at home with the libertarians, but instead we get to watch two presidential candidates battle it out that aren't necessarily 
you know, my ideal candidate or, or yours. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Speaking of which, I wanted to ask, um, the, um, I know the election is really old news, but I just, I just wanted to ask, I, I haven't heard this from you before. If from all of the primary candidates on both sides, who would have been your ideal mm. pick from like the beginning? Oh man, that's actually a good question. I don't know that I've thought too much about that because, um, I consider the ideas of Bernie Sanders to be very pie in the sky. That said, I have more respect for him than Hillary Clinton. So if I were to choose from the Democratic candidates and um, and what's his face? Who is Martin O'Malley? <laughs> Martin O'Malley is just a silly goose on a lot of gun issues. And <laughs> he things. was he Not was a good. token other person. They were like, we need yeah, someone else. Token other guy. O'Malley, exactly. get on the stage. Like we need someone else to fill a podium. I <laughs> think during that I was even able to remember him. Is I'm impressed. Miraculous. I did. So for a second, I was like, who is he talking about? I think yeah. there was I think- uh, so so I guess I'm going to think about this in terms of who I would pick for from each party. So um so Bernie Sanders I would I would certainly prefer Bernie to Hillary. That doesn't mean that I want Bernie necessarily, but if I were picking from the two, that's who I would pick. Uh if only for the fact that I considered him to be a more genuine, honest person. Mm-hmm. Uh if it's, it's not even a policy issue, it's just who do I trust more? It's Bernie Sanders over Hillary Hillary Clinton, which is a tough contest. In the Republican Party, uh, I, uh, the thing about, so I guess I had, I have a choice between like Trump, Fiorina, Ted Cruz, uh, who Rubio. else was in it? Rubio. Rand Paul might be a good choice. Rand Paul would, mm-hmm. might be a good choice. Mm-hmm. The thing about Ted Cruz too is Ted Cruz for me is not even, it's not even a policy thing. It's just Ted Cruz always seems like he's trying to sell me a lemon car yeah, yeah. really aggressively it's, and it's I don't a, like it. There's, that's, so Ted's off my list. Mm-hmm. Rand Paul might be a leader mm-hmm. um, just because I can get with most of his libertarian perspective, I think. Uh, and if it's the libertarians, I generally like uh, Gary Johnson's off the list for a number of reasons that I'll save the time and skip over. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like Austin Peterson a lot. He loses me on border issues. Um, and I, and he's, he's a pro-life libertarian. I'm not sure I'm all the way there on some of the pro-life issues. I, I don't know where I stand on the abortion uh, issue conclusively and that's part of the problem is i don't have a mm-hmm. conclusive position but um i would say it's probably it's probably between Rand paul and austin peterson if i could vote for any of the candidates who ran mm-hmm. i i would i would probably vote for Rand paul if it was just any pick of any anyone simply because um i think for me it just goes down to like the less stuff you'll do like obviously there's a lot of policy that needs to be that needs to be changed or or enacted or whatever but the the more hands off you can get with the government i mean the government only has a few functions and it's does it yeah <laughs> well oh, oh, a few intended functions okay <laughs> so like as much as far as close back to that as we can get um like you said with um i i think uh not to get too deep into this but i think Rand Paul had a similar issue that Ted Cruz did where there's something about his tone that came across as a little bit, you know, he doesn't come across as a leader. Thank you. He doesn't come across so much as a leader you want to get behind. I mean, say what you want about Trump's rhetoric, but just the way he talks to people, way more compelling to way more people, maybe a lower common denominator, and compelling. Part of the problem libertarians have is the message they're trying to sell is, I'm not going to do anything and I'm going to leave you alone. And that doesn't lend itself to like compelling leadership necessarily uh-huh. even well, though i yeah. think it's the message that people need to hear i i wish 
that there would be some cultural restoration of taking responsibility for your own life. That's not to say that government can't do anything. That's not to say that there's no role for society in fixing problems. But I do think culturally we've developed into a place where we look to the government or we look to other people to solve our problems for us. And I don't think that's necessarily good. Gotcha. So not necessarily like a Ron Swanson. Um, oh, you, you can't do movie references oh, with me. It's, I don't it's watch It's TV. Them. I thought maybe. <laughs> I thought maybe. Ron Swanson, uh, <laughs> is so, severe libertarian, says so many times that government has no purpose and should be yeah. completely abolished. Anyway, so um, so not necessarily that far, obviously, and and I agree. And I'm uh, I'm sure the 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 polarizing effect of such. Uh, it, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm only so I'm, we're only so old in this room and in this conversation. But it seems like both parties got so into more and more control, but in different ways. So the Republicans used to be, you know, the conservatives used to be about smaller government, same way the libertarians are these days. Um, But it's just now it's more government, but in our direction rather than your direction, which sort of leaves a lot of people, like I said, in the middle of going, well, I I don't like either of your ideas, you know? Yeah. Um, so like, well, that's and that's kind of why I was on board when the with the Democrats when I was younger because when I was growing up and I was in high school the Democrats were the the anti war party and they were the <laughs> marriage equality party and they were the they were the they were the weed party some of them like they were the people <laughs> yeah. that thought you should be able to live that you life the life that you want government at least in the war context which was the major context at the time should be smaller mm-hmm. maybe not in other areas certainly the Democrats haven't been. They haven't had the greatest record on small government, but that was kind of the perspective that drew me in at the time. Mm-hmm. And now we've now the party has morphed into the the cultural authoritarians that I thought we were all fighting at the time. The people who want to control your every move, the people who want to tell you with what's okay to watch and what's okay to read and what's okay to play in the video game in, in your video games or entertainment or whatever else. Yeah, and I, it's it's just. It's repellent. I can't. I don't want anyone <laughs> telling me word, what to do. Repellent. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. It's not. It's not a. It's not a good message. I mean, you think of Hillary Clinton standing up there and with the basket of deplorables and the racists and the sexists and the xenophobes. Yeah. I will guilt you into yeah, okay. being on my side. You know. Yeah. Uh, sorry. I mean, how, how about we just let people do what they want and and not label them and and try to demonize them and. Uh, I, I, I wish I could pinpoint what happened with the Democrats, but the party that I thought I supported when I was young, to me, is not recognizable to what it is today. Mm-hmm. Now, what um, if I could ask, uh, after a, a term of Obama, did you did you think you were still getting that brand? I don't mean this like as an accusation, but did you feel like you were still getting yeah. that brand of liberalism from the Democratic Party or was it more of just you weren't still weren't happy with any other options at that point? Uh, no, actually, my my change in perspective, I, I voted for him again in 2012, and to be, to be honest, didn't have a lot of hesitation about it. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when my perspective really changed was, it's honestly about a year and a half ago, like once the primaries were really heating up, and the moment, the distinct moment that I remember the most, because the number one issue for me and a lot of, a lot of people uh, similarly is, is free speech. You know, we can disagree on any number of issues, but so long as you respect my right to offer my opinion, I respect yours. We don't try to shut each other down. That's how we find the best ideas. Mm-hmm. Now, what happened, the, the instance that, that really changed my perspective was Trump goes to Chicago and he has his campaign rally in Chicago and the left, the leftist protesters at the time shut it down, 
through force and through kind of quasi-violent means, and the event never happened. And I remember seeing a lot of my friends and a lot of thought leaders on the left celebrating this and saying, oh, yeah, we shut down the Trump event. Great. We shut down his speech. And I'm thinking in my head, when did we become the people who thought it was cool to deplatform a political speech? I thought we were the free speech people. I thought we were the yeah. do-what-you-want people. Now we're celebrating shutting down speech by force? And of course, it only got worse from there. Mm-hmm. That that was that's the one that really opened my eyes to this. But then we had uh, San Jose, and we had there was a terrible one in in um, Orange County as well. I mean, it seemed like everywhere Trump went, there were these instances of violence. And then, of course, you had these college San, tours. San Jose where Antifa was, grew was, and grew. Was yeah. that the one with the where they had a bunch of Mexican flags? And they're waving them saying, this is Mexico. Yeah, there was a bad one in Anaheim, I think it was. And then San Jose was the one where the woman got egged and they Mm. were stalking people outside. Mm. And and there was, uh, was it Anaheim or San Jose where the guy was actually beaten bloody, like a bloody face Mm. guy? Um, And very few of (laughs) people who I thought were my political allies were troubled by this they yeah. so thought so, it was kind of it was kind of like ends justify the means like we're shutting up trump so it's fine because yeah. he's the next coming of hitler which, so which it's of our course moral duty. evolved into the now punch a nazi thing i mean yes. it started that far back of well i mean look who we are attacking it's not like we would shut up yeah, somebody exactly. who has good things to say or even not evil things to say but we're shutting down evil people so it's it's okay so it i mean so for you it wasn't necessarily what people were doing so much as the fact that it wasn't condemned by the leadership because yeah well i would say it's both i mean i find the action to be in violation of probably the most important principle around which we've organized our society but you know when it happens it's also up to the rest of us to say well no we are violating that principle and we can't do it Mm -hmm. i've i'm sure my political perspective has evolved on a lot of things but one thing i have not changed my perspective on is the idea that you should be free to say what you want as long as you're not directly threatening anybody you know disagree with what you say defend to the death your right to say it um and and the and the firm idea that the the best remedy to bad speech the way to fix speech you don't like is with better speech you defeat ideas with ideas and if those ideas that you hate are so terrible that you'd resort to violence to stop them you could probably defeat them much more easily with just better ideas mm-hmm. offered uh, from yourself. Yeah, last week we had my brother on the show uh, guest hosting, and um, he was talking about, from his perspective, the idea of punch a Nazi is so counterproductive. That he said, why isn't it, like, save a Nazi? Like, why don't we try and t- yeah. show these people? Because obviously most of them either are trolling and don't care or whatever, but some of them just don't understand. They've been misled. They've been indoctrinated or, or, or miseducated or, or what, whatever, by whomever. What? Yes. Is, this, is this Jared Taylor hour Thank now? you. Um, by whomever. <laughs> this is white male hour, whatever. White, white women. Um, yeah, so it, these yeah. people have, aren't necessarily evil Nazis to their core. As Jordan Peterson says, pretty much any one of us under the wrong circumstances could find ourselves as a Nazi because human, it's, they're human beings. You know, you're not born this yeah. evil incarnate nazi so why why don't why isn't it approached as we these people need help they need ideological like um or even just logical correction of okay you must not understand this let's try our best to see if we can't have that discourse which of course with the violence that's never going to happen um speaking of um in the in the chat sean bird says save a nazi we get nazis to find jesus (laughs) 
I think I think exactly. reform, reform. Exactly. Well, something. like that was yeah. That's that's what he was saying. Uh, get, get like Sarah McLaughlin to do a commercial and be like you know a bunch of Nazis <laughs> slow mo with their little torches and it's yeah, like, just sub Nazis in for the abused animals, exactly, the abused pets. Exactly. For seven cents no. a day, you can pay for you know a book so that these people can uh, read some history. Um, yeah, like speaking of um, who's the Jared Taylor? Speaking of Jared Taylor. Um, Mm-hmm. YouTube, you know, demonetized his, uh, not demonetized, but put in limited, um, limited what? What do they call that? Where a video can't be commented on. I guess they call it limited state. Yeah, in a yeah, limited it's, state. It's basically, it's still on YouTube, um, but it's stripped of every feature possible. It won't pop up in sidebars. It won't pop up in a search engine. You have to actually look for it directly to find it. Uh, they they put one of his older videos in that, and poof, the views shot up, like, overnight. Literally thousands yeah. of views the next day. Um, yeah. Which it isn't helping the cause of don't listen to this man. Don't look at this man. Um, whereas, uh, like we mentioned last week on the show, Sargon had him on his podcast for like an hour and said, okay, tell me what it is you want to say. And I will tell you why you're wrong. And now, you know, people can listen to counterpoint. Whereas when you disable comments, I, under that video, one. I need to check that out. It that was actually a sounds good really one. interesting. It was a good one because Sargon has done this weird thing. lately. if you guys don't know, Sargon of Akkad, very intelligent, very well read man. Um, YouTuber does does some great, well-researched work. Uh, but he, he's been doing this thing lately where he's less combative with people he doesn't understand. Um, he, I think he got suspended or, or permanently kicked off Twitter because he was interacting with white supremacists saying, well, okay, hypothetically, play this out kind of thing. And they, it, I, don't, I don't know why, but they thought that was... All the people he was talking to didn't get banned, but he did for, like, um, for entertaining a thought without accepting it. Um, but yeah. like, that's the idea of discourse where we can understand each other and then go, oh, okay, I was right. You're crazy. Um, or whatever. And you can pass that judgment having heard what the person actually thinks. Yeah. And then, well, and, the, and then, the truth of the matter is for a lot of these alleged Nazis, I mean, the, the, the claim against them is, well, they're calling for genocide. I've actually never heard that. I've never heard any of them say that. No, I'm not saying that it's impossible. Um, to me, they have a lot of pie-in-the-sky ideas about how to achieve racial segregation is basically what they're looking Absolutely. for. Absolutely. But, but that's part of the trouble is these. if you can't accurately describe the position to which you're opposed, I don't really trust you to explain to me why it's a bad idea. If you can't characterize what it is that they're saying accurately that's in your golden. criticism can, of it. Well, that's can, really good. I can do that in four letters. Nazi. It's very simple. You know? <laughs> well, like, yeah, I know. That's, but it's that's, like, that's the horrible like, cop-out catch-all. I'm with catch you insofar as the general principle that they're wrong. Like, I can get with you that far. Mm -hmm. But you, you're, you're so terrible at explaining why and actually militant in doing so that on principle, people end up siding with them. And that's, that's what's so frustrating is, uh, you know, people will say, oh, I can't believe you support the Nazis. Or I've had people accuse me of supporting the rights of Nazis, which is sort of a mind-blowing accusation well, to me. Well, there's human rights saying? and Nazis there's Nazi don't rights. don't have rights? I thought rights were universal. Well, that's, that's what happens when you start this, um, boxing rights into categories. Uh, it's not just human rights anymore. It's women's rights. It's gay rights. Um, yeah. Do I not have the right? Not that but, I would, Do I not have the right to marry another another man? I mean, like, do I have gay rights? Not if you're Nazi, I, then no. everything's out the door. <laughs> okay. And of course, um, Nazi is is nebulous. It's not yes. easily defined. It's mm -hmm. just guy who I don't know anyone to to the right of I don't know whoever to the right of Bernie, I guess. Yeah. Nazi. Well, to, to, to some people, absolutely. Uh, you brought up that specifically white supremacists that you're or white nationalists not calling for genocide. That was one of the most interesting parts of this conversation with Jared Taylor. 
is, you know, he, I don't endorse this correction, but it was an interesting correction because he said, people think we want genocide. We don't want genocide. We just want natural flow of segregation and people to stop pushing diversity because nobody really wants that. And if we were left to our own devices, all the people of one color would go here and all the people of the other color would go there. And that's just what we (laughs) want, which is, I, I think it's silly and I don't agree with it at all, but it's far from kill all the people of color. Like, it's yeah. still bad. I still disagree with it. But well, you it, want to kill people is a very different argument. And it's incorrect. Yeah. And what, what you're describing is simply an opinion or a worldview that you don't like or with which you disagree. And as soon as you've boxed it there, then it is entirely indefensible to meet that with violence as a means to stop it. And that's why they don't. The reason they have to characterize it inaccurately is because that's the only way they can justify the ridiculous actions. That's the only way. The only way that you can go punch people, um, indis- well, I guess it's not indiscriminately. The only way you can punch them without being provoked, without being actually, without having violence actually forced upon you, is if you believe that they're going to do that stuff. If you believe that they're loading people onto the trains right now, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you hear, you know, you hear the rhetoric from from people, and they say the the atrocities that Trump is committing every day. Yeah. Uh, who was it who said that? Um, that head with ketchup lady, forget her name. Kathy Griffin. Oh yeah, Kathy that Griffin. was Kathy yeah. Griffin. Who remembers her name? Although anyway? to be fair, Sarah Huckabee Sanders also accused Jim Comey of atrocities. So atrocity <laughs> is just an overused word. Yeah, she probably she probably days. heard Kathy Griffin use it and it just stuck in her brain, and she's like, atrocity. Yeah, that's a good just, word. You know, if if nobody died, don't use the word atrocity. That's probably a good rule. Yeah, a rule of thumb to start with. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's it's that. Lack of lack of desire to understand. So um, on the note of desire to understand, um, yeah, let's move to let's move to the story of the week with the NFL situation. Oh, buddy! Oh, now boy. you're going to yeah. make me try to understand the knee taking. Now, oh, gosh. Now let's like like I said, let's just entertain the idea of why this why they feel the need to do this. Now, like you said, a lot of it unfortunately looks like if it's not, but I don't, I don't know what's in these people's hearts, but a lot of it looks like just backlash, not to police brutality, but to Trump saying that's ridiculous. These people should be fired. And of course they go, no, fine. We're all going to take the knee. And it's like, at that point, are, are you really doing this for the original intended purpose or are you just doing this to be spiteful? And the original, the original idea of let's raise awareness of these, of these atrocities um, that are going on. Which I'm, I'm not saying that lightly. I'm just reusing the word um, of these of these this p- police brutality that does happen on, um, at times. There, it seems to have gotten away from that, and it's no longer about that. Uh, it's about either you take a knee or support those who do, and you hate the troops, or you take you don't t- take a knee and you stop watching you stop watching football and you hate people of color. So like that's yeah. how far it got from I want to raise awareness by taking a knee and other people going, well, I think that's disrespectful to you hate troops who die and you hate people of color who die. Like like that that was not the original yeah. conversation. So well, so bringing that your back. Question, oh, yeah. Sorry, go for it. Well, I was just saying bringing that back from those extremes, which it, it seems like it's now at, to the original idea of I want to do this. It's it's my it's my right to you're allowed to do it. It's not consequence free. You are at your place of, of, you know, work when you're doing that. Um, And people are allowed to disagree with it, boycott it, whatever. Uh, 
but from that to um, the opposing view of I think that's disrespectful to the flag. Um, to what degree do you think? To what degree do you think you could go? Okay, Colin Kaepernick. If you want to do that, I don't like it, but I'm still going to watch my set, my my, my t- turn on my TV set and watch the game because nobody's making a big deal out of it. The only thing that's going on is out of the corner of my screen, there's a little <laughs> a little tiny Colin Kaepernick, which isn't the case anymore. Um, but back then, a little Colin Kaepernick kneeling down bugs me a little, but then I go on to my game. Without the, without the sportscasters feeling the need to, well, you know, let's all do this together and let's all not even come on the field and let's bring it up during every, you know, announcer, every halftime or pre-show or whatever. Without it blowing up to that degree, do you think you'd be not okay with it, but okay with it? If uh, were- yeah, well, so this, this is a question I've been struggling with because football is something i very much enjoy it's i I look forward to it all off season i look forward to it every week for sunday or monday or whatever the day is going to be because i want to have that three-hour block and i want to watch the vikings game i want to turn off my political brain and i want to be entertained and i think what you're describing and my position on this is the position that most people hold which is you should have the right to take the knee because you should have the right to do whatever form of non-violent uh, speech that you want, but it's also stupid speech. It's speech that's unpopular. It's speech people don't like. So we should. And you might it. face consequences in your professional or social life for doing it because it's stupid speech. I think mm-hmm. that's the the common uh, opinion, and I think you're right to say that there's been kind of a false dichotomy created where you have to either, uh, I guess, hate the troops or say that that there's no merit whatsoever to any claims about police brutality but to your point on trying to understand so i'm more on this i'm more on the trump critic side of this not on the they should be fired Uh part of it i'm more on the trump critic side of this to your to your question about how to understand where they come from i like to think i'm decently good at that at least i try to be (laughs) i try to be an understanding person and, and i want to know I want to understand a position with which I disagree, and I think that's very valuable to do. Part of the problem, and another one of my criticisms with this take a knee is, it is 100% incoherent. I don't even know what they're protesting anymore. As you described, it started out with Colin Kaepernick and police brutality. Now it's just a middle finger to Trump as far as I gather, or just a general, like, I don't know, America sucks. I I, I don't know. They say they're not doing it against the flag or the anthem, but it's like, explain to me why you are doing it then. So I can understand. Uh, we need to get him on. We need to have him on the show then. Yeah. You can like you get a hold? Of, can you get a hold of Colin Kaepernick? I know he's not busy. <laughs> but that's the thing. He's, he's not, not doing anything. Part of it he's now. Days. It's oh, it's oh. the rest of these guys just doing this out of spite, and that's the problem. Is it's one thing to try to understand a position with which you degree, disagree. It's mm-hmm. another thing to guess. And at mm-hmm. this point, I think we're guessing yep. what it is that they're standing or not standing for. Yeah. Abs- well, like I said, why it's, should we have to? It's, well, the it's ones departed. protesting what? It's, it's become. It's it's so far departed from where what it originally was. And speaking of which, yeah, um, <laughs> we're about of to entertaining <laughs> of entertaining a, a thought. Um, I've got a conspiracy theory about this. Oh my! Oh good. That I like those. Because um, I was looking back, like in in an attempt to understand um, Colin Kaepernick's mentality on this, I went I went back to the beginning. Um, and when this started, and what he originally did uh, was not take a knee; it was actually stay seated on the bench. So it was less yeah. of an active thing, more of a passive. I won't rise to the flag. Um, and apparently, uh, when it was first noticed, it was a third time he'd done it. 
So the first two preseason games, he wasn't even suited up. And he didn't stand for the flag, whatever. But he wasn't even in uniform. The third game, he was in uniform, didn't stand up for the flag. He didn't say anything about it. Nobody else said anything about it until somebody saw a picture of like the opening ceremonies or whatever and just saw a little tiny guy sitting on 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 the on the bench and they contacted the mm-hmm. the owner and said um or the manager i forget coach and they said uh, is one of your players sitting down is that what i see hey hey good evening we were shut down by those darn commies who did not want <laughs> us those those darn nfl owners who did not want us re, uh, recognizing the truth and spreading it that's my conspiracy theory for the day <laughs> the about voice dude about well, I, conspiracy I, missed, theory. I missed it all i, I think, know yeah. i had a system-wide failure for some reason that happens uh once a month for some, i don't know <laughs> yeah. why i don't know why i have i've tried to troubleshoot but for some reason the whole the whole computer just did this stream freeze. drop or are we still live uh we are live again now but the uh, stream did did drop are you there Calling Christensen. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay, cool. Um, oh, you, you went blank for a sec. Oh, oh, you were oh. changing camera. That makes sense. All right, let's see if we can't get this popped back up. But as I was saying, <clears throat> while we try and get that going, um, <clears throat> are you seeing the shared screen over there? The monitor's still shared? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, speaking of... Wait, so you said you went back to the beginning? Um, Colin. Yes, Colin Kaepernick. Uh, it seems like it was an accident. It seems like he was not intentionally. You think the whole take a knee was an accident? Well, he didn't take a knee. He sat down, and and that was the third game, and he yeah. had yet to stand up off the bench. I um the whole game. No, so I think actually... he just forgot about the one time in a, in a game he's allowed to stand up off the bench. He's just used to sitting there the whole time. So that's. But then you uh, think that's he politicized funny. it when he was asked about? It, or, you, yeah. Or... Why would you disrespect the flag? Because his his answer was a bit vague. His answer was. Uh, because okay. of like, because of like the way people are treated, the way people of color are treated in this country. Nothing specific, not like Tamir Rice or or um, spe- um, who's the other person around that time. It wasn't anything specific. It was why would I stand for that flag? It oppresses black people, which is which it seemed like a catch-all answer. And ah. I, I'm not I'm not taking a side either yeah, way. Yeah. I'm not trying to argue that point or not. But it just seems like a catch-all. And he just kind answer. of fell into it. Yeah. And of course, he was at a time of declining relevance in his career. But like I said, he didn't initially do that. Like, you know, he didn't even try to make a big deal of it. Like taking a knee kind of is demonstrative. Just kind of hiding there on the bench, half covered with a Gatorade cooler, isn't really making a protest so much. Uh, like the- yeah, it's not, uh, it's not a big scene and it wouldn't be particularly effective. It's certainly not a message that people would understand. Exactly. Yeah, so um, I'm just I'm just saying... Uh, it seems like it was just a convenient excuse for I don't know why I can't get you back on my screen. Well, that's even uh, worse. Like if that's true, and uh, he just if so, let's play it out. I guess he's sitting on the bench. Some reporter guy asks him, "Hey, why are you sitting on the bench? Why wouldn't you stand for the flag?" And his response, quick in his head, is, "Well, why would I stand for that flag? Yeah. That's that's a flag that oppresses people, or whatever." Um, that's even that's arguably worse because then it's just a knee jerk I hate America answer. <laughs> Generally, I hate America answer that's not even well thought out. Um, yeah, like well, like I said, if you go back and you look, it seems there's a possibility. There's the, there's evidence leaning in that direction that's plausible. Um, 
Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying it's true, but looking back, that was the first thing that struck me of, well, this is a really poorly played out protest. The third game you did this, someone had to ask your manager who gave a public response for no particular reason saying, well, he did sit. And they're like, why? I don't yeah. know. Talk to him. So it, you know, and obviously it, then it, it didn't even go much of anywhere at the time. Like it wasn't like what we're seeing now happened then. Goodness. Why are you not on screen? Um, is my my video feeds going through though? It's not it, anything on my end. I, right? Well, I'm seeing you. Oh yeah, no, you're fine. But for some reason, okay. OBS is uh, being unkind and is not letting me see you. So one one second, let me. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what do you, what what do you think about that? Does that sound absolutely implausible? Oh, that's the problem. Um. Well, uh, to be honest, at this point, I think it's somewhat of a distinction without a difference to be uh -huh. honest i don't mean to, to say that to dismiss it entirely what i mean is that that the, the what we're seeing today what's going on last week mm -hmm. and presumably onward in the nfl is as far as i can tell pretty much entirely unrelated to kaepernick or the concept of police brutality mm -hmm. so even if that all of that was um was some sort of accidental protest, it would be relevant only insofar as it prompted Trump to say what he did. I don't think it's relevant to what these players are doing today because they're just reacting to Trump. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, like I said, it starts with one thing and then it, it flowers out to something that's completely yeah. different. But um, but I thought I'd share. I, I, I know you, you, uh, you kind of have a, a thing for conspiracy theories that uh, yeah. main screen, small screen, display capture. Hmm. All right, well, I'm sorry. I, I am trying to get you back on the screen and that's why I'm kind of... Um, I have a little blurb I can read while we're waiting. About the, all right, let's hear. It. What do you got? Um, so these couple people who did talk to Colin. Oh Kaepernick. really? Um, but I just this is this is something that's been quoted in a couple articles. I just um, this guy, I think his name is Reed, said I approached Colin the Saturday before our next game to discuss how I could get involved with the cause but also how we can make a more powerful and positive impact on the social justice movement. So this is, I guess this is in between um, just sitting down versus kneeling. This oh, is okay. before the mm -hmm. kneeling. Um, so we spoke at length about many of the issues that face our community, including systemic oppression of, against people of color, police brutality, and the criminal justice system. We also discussed how we could use our platform provided to us by being professional athletes in the NFL to speak for those who are voiceless. After hours of careful consideration, even a visit from Nate Boyer, a retired Green Barrett and former NFL player, we came to the conclusion that we should kneel rather than sit the next day during the anthem as a peaceful protest. We chose to kneel because it's a respectful gesture. I remember thinking our, po our posture was like a flag flown at half-mast to mark a tra tragedy. It baffles hmm. me that our protest is being is still being misconstrued as disrespectful to the country flag and military personnel we chose it because it's exactly the opposite we also had been it has also been my understanding that the brave men and women who fought and died for our country did so to ensure that we could live in a fair and free society which includes the right to speak out and protest so that, interesting that kind of struck me now in. well viewed in that light what does that make you think of as far as there, his attempt to make this less uncomfortable for other people while still trying to champion the cause he is. He is. So, like, he said, well, you know what? Kneeling might not be yeah. appropriate. So, yeah, yeah. Or, as or far as... Sitting might not be appropriate. So maybe we should kneel 
that way less people will be offended is what it sounds like he's not necessarily well we can offended. we can all agree that kneeling is less disrespectful than sitting down oh yeah right certainly less disrespectful yeah, than stretching now like with LaShawn mccoy doing the stretching yes. routine oh, during the end that was never go full of sean because that one <laughs> that's the one that actually Ugh. pissed me off like colin kaepernick is just a nuisance but it doesn't really bother me the one that actually pissed me off was LaShawn mccoy mm. yeah well yeah at that point like 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 i said at that point it's just it's spreading out into something that's far more um yeah just intentionally inflammatory um yeah this is of course something it's not the matt to matt show if something technical doesn't go horribly wrong and you know we're getting since we have I, i've been there man since we I, have a big guest we're, we're getting a double whammy total system shutdown and now our guest is no yeah. longer with us for a few weeks in a row obs was crashing on me but then it fixed itself i guess i haven't had the did you get the was like it the month. update did, did you like get an update that fixed it or something? Cause that might, I don't know if it did, it updated in the background. Cause I didn't do anything. Oh, oh. yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't do that. So maybe not, maybe it's just, yeah. uh, maybe it just it's fixed itself. Lucky. Yeah. But that's, that's <laughs> freeware for you. Um, yeah. let me try that one more time. Goodness gracious. All right. Well, let's try this then. He's nope. All right. Well then, um, Let's see. I did have, let's see, we got about 15 or so minutes left. Um, oh, I had a... <laughs> Constantine says better than my guest appearance. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. We had Constantine on during our last season. Oh, yeah. And it was, we, we brought him in like half hour before the show. He was chilling in Skype, just waiting. And then it randomly dropped the call before we even brought him on. And then it, uh -huh. um, it uh, like, kept dropping him. Or we call, he would call, and we'd click answer, and it would disappear. <laughs> So like every three that, minutes. Well, I'm like I'm gonna blame minutes, Constantine's internet connection. I I have I've <laughs> heard. he calls the call in show, heard. it's always a struggle. He's we need like, to start a GoFundMe for well, better internet. I think internet he's like on a cell phone in a Walmart or something shopping for marshmallows. He's just like, oh oh hey, I'm on. All right, well uh, hold on. Yeah yeah yeah. I don't know, or maybe driving in a convertible. Yeah. Um, yeah yeah. It's I mean, speaking of Constantine, since he's in the chat, and uh, we can just you know talk crap on him. Um, how about those? How about those? Uh, those geopolitical questions. Oh my! Um, I have to say, he, he certainly has a lot. He's, I don't know, well read. He has a lot of opinions about those things that I certainly. That's a blind spot for me as far as my knowledge. Yeah, I, I mostly have to punt because it's not. Um, <laughs> that's well said. It's not that I don't find interest in those things. It's just it's not the things to which I pay the most attention. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> so I have a very casual opinion on some of these things. But I will acknowledge that it is very casual and it's not the most well-informed take, you know? Yeah, there's nothing worse than pretending you know what you're talking about. When no, you don't it's know trap. When you, you don't, don't want to do that. And I think when people are in a format like this where there's an audience, um, you, for whatever reason, you get a temptation to act like you know things that you don't. And if I were ever to give a tip to someone who wanted to start doing something similar beyond like, you know, how to do things production wise it, my number one tip would be don't pretend to know things that you don't because there's no quicker way to end up looking really dumb in front of an audience than doing that and i don't know anyone who gets pissed Chen off Huber. when you say you know what Chang um that's not a that's not a subject or a topic on which i've spent the most time thinking or a, about which i've read the most here's my kind of gut reaction but i'm going to be clear with you that it's kind of a gut reaction mm -hmm. nobody gets pissed off nobody you, you don't embarrass yourself from doing that uh so i i would definitely advise don't don't pretend to know things it's mm, not good that's speaking of not good that's not good our yeah. form, i don't know if you can i don't know if you can see oh i'm not even sharing my screen with you anymore or am i 
That's all right. We're, no, it's it's uh it's just on your avatar. Yeah. But that's fine. It doesn't matter. Um, we are pressing forward. Um, all right. So I did have I had a couple questions while we still have time for you that are sure. a little less um a little less uh, serious. And just to just to put a cap on that, um, I think I I think I'd be able to understand a lot more. And like I said, given the given the attitude of well, sitting is more disrespectful. So let's kneel. Let's see if we can, you know, make our point and try and make it less offensive. It seems, it sounds like that was the goal with that, um, uh, with that change. So mm-hmm. it seems like less of a, uh, intentionally, wow, this is getting serious. It's, uh, it's Picasso on the screen right now. I don't know if you're watching the stream, but it is. No, I don't have the stream open. Okay, good. Sure. Transition. Wow, it is. Wouldn't want it to play the <laughs> Seriously, all the boxes went different sizes and shapes and everything. So. Oh, boy. But, but I think I have you back for these last couple questions for a couple of minutes. That's good. All right. Um, which are? Which are, to start, um, if you could pick someone who's a political commentary for president. I think I know your answer, but if you could pick somebody. To uh, just, yeah, boom. you probably do. Uh, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's Chank Uger, right? Yeah. Well, no, if you, if you want to make the serious guess, you could, you could probably <laughs> oh, no, of course, one. of course it's, it's, it's Ben Shapiro. Wait. Yeah. I mean, uh, and not because has, I agree with him on everything, but because I think he's a well-intentioned, yeah, intelligent means. person who is very clear on his principles. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I don't have to agree with every principle that a person has, but if I know the principles on which you're going to base your judgments and I can kind of predict how you'll go, uh, I, yeah, that's good enough for me. And I agree with him on enough things that I'd be satisfied with that. So, um, uh, but maybe there's an, I guess that's kind of predictable. So who would I pick? Yeah, I was going to uh, say. The wild card honorable mention. Can I go with sticks? I think sticks. I think sticks. I, the hammer. Well, I I can certainly, um, you know, sticks, hex, and hammer, right? Six, six, six. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We um, we actually were were browsing some of his videos before this. Um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, yeah. Because because of his, it just hand, uh, for me, I I can see where you're why you would think that just because of his hands off approach. You know, his libertarian. It's hard to disagree with, you know, like nothing. You know. We should do something. No, I'm just saying, like, Bold we statements. should do something about that. Okay, let's all as a community do yeah. something about that. We should help the poor. Let's help the poor. Let's just let the government stay out of it. They suck at it, you know, or or we should, um, you know, whatever, whatever other thing I can't think of right now. Don't want to get too into. But, yeah, I can t- I can totally agree with uh, <laughs> with that, with uh, Sticks. I would vote for Sticks. Um, I would probably, my top pick right now, would probably be Joe Rogan. And Ooh, let me explain that's, why. That's, uh, that's surprising. A lot of people get bothered by this, but he has he has uh, a habit of, I wouldn't say changing his mind, but developing his understanding and his opinion. A lot in politics, that's usually seen as a flip flop. But I've seen, you know he has guests on that teach him new things, and he goes, "Oh, well, that's interesting. I never thought of it that way." Rather than, "No, you're wrong." Unless, of course, it's Stephen Crowder and they're talking about pot. Then he yeah. digs his heels in, and yeah. it becomes awkward <laughs> for a half hour. But uh, but yeah, he he has sort of a, a thought of well, let's just understand each other. I mean, the whole the whole if you guys don't know, um, Joe Rogan is he used to be an actor and um, he kind of still is, but he's a UFC com- commentator. But he run he does one of the most he used successful- to make people eat spiders. Yeah, that's what uh, that was NBC. like. That's what he used to do. Fear Factor. But he yeah. uh, he yeah. has one of the most successful podcasts because he has an extremely interesting guest. They talk for about three hours. People from all over. He had Ben Shapiro. He had Cenk Uger. He has um, pretty much any celebrity of any kind you can think of. He probably he had Jenk. When was that? 
years ago. He had. I an, need to watch. That he one. had uh, Anna Kasparian. Anna Kasparian. Yeah, he had her on. Uh, was it like a million years ago? Because maybe it was before I was. It was like his show. it was like four hundred. Yeah, I was gonna say five hundred. It's four ninety nine. Yeah. That's how long ago it was. He's so like, we're talking like two years ago. Maybe this happened. Well, three years. Three, yeah. but yeah, a while ago. Three years ago. So, okay. Yeah. As some people would say, back when Shank Uger was sane, but if you ask Steven Crowder, Shank Uger was never sane. We just never saw it. Um, <clears throat> so, I think you're kind of right about that, but that's right for another he, topic. For he another made it. He made a compelling case. Go watch his video. Uh, speaking of which, he, he did. Speaking yeah. of which, uh, I, I was really sad because I saw Steven Crowder post his thing today about their show tonight, which airs an hour before ours, and so I'm doing show prep and I don't get to see his show live. But it was a big Antifa undercover sting that him and Nakay Jared did. And yeah, yeah. That. I can't wait to watch that. That should be good. I'm looking forward um, to seeing that. All right. So one last question before uh, before we let you go. And I, I appreciate you coming on. And I appreciate you trying to entertain ideas that are uh, less comfortable than normal. But, you know, like I said, the idea of, of understanding other people is something that is lacked uh, greatly in today's discourse. Yeah, I just I just draw the line at Nazis. You know, that's <laughs> that's the very clear line. Well, I'll never try to understand it's, them. I'll meet anyone else. Well, people talk about um, relations, and let me just get this one point out I, w I wanted to. Yeah, sure. People talk about relations, and, and I've listened to a lot of Jordan Peterson talking about any sort of interpersonal relations. And you talk about like race relations and like a left versus right and things like that, and it's not approached from a healthy perspective. Like if this was a marriage, never going to work. Um, headlines like, until white people know what it's like to not have emojis of their color, we should ban all white emojis. Like I'm, I'm <laughs> uncomfortable, okay. so you need to know what I feel like and be uncomfortable. Like that's a spiteful girlfriend yeah. who's like, "You cheat on me, I'll cheat on you." And it's like, "Do you not want this to work?" Like, like if if mistakes are made, let's try and work on correcting and moving forward. So, um, yeah. So that's that's something that doesn't really. That's not people aren't interested in that politically, and I uh, I want to try and bring that back to uh, into style. Quick question: okay. We're gonna play a quick game, and I'm gonna ask the chat about this too. I, I need everyone's answer so we can take a poll. <clears throat> This is Matt's favorite question. I posed this to it's him a earlier. Doozy. Uh, uh, right, left, Matt. Um, this is a game of, of political would you rather. So I hope I can, I can explain this uh, concisely. Would you rather have the human being with the choices, decisions, and history of Hillary Clinton pushing Trump's agenda, such as the wall, repeal and replace, um, no amnesty, those kinds of things? Would you have voted for a Hillary Clinton with Trump's agenda or a Trump grab him by the crotch? Uh, his business practices or whatever with Hillary's agenda. Would you be voting more for oh, policy man. or well, person? I'm just gonna I'm gonna vote for policy on that. Yeah. Yeah. That that was that I was mean, that's unfortunate. Matt's, yeah, that was yeah. quick, Matt. Which job. would be which would be what? You So I would vote for the the Trump the, the Hillary who would build a wall. The Hillary wow, So the wall is more exactly, important yeah. than um like I, I I'm not gonna put words in your mouth, but like a, a criminal who may or may not have done illegal activity with her email server in her basement that's less right yeah i don't building a wall well that's what i'm saying that i get <laughs> right so all all we're doing is we're just taking trump and putting hillary in that suit mm -hmm. but other than that it's trump uh well it, yeah it's well it's hillary's mistakes hillary's life she she did whatever it is she did oh, to cover up for okay Bill Clinton, so so she but so it's, she it is actually hillary i i think i understand now yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So, so would you put uh, up with I'd, her? I'd still vote on. I'd still vote on policy. Okay. Well, that's that's smart. But I, I only thought of that because um, uh, during the election, a lot of it was, well, do you know what she did? Do you know her past? You know, Trump. Do you know his business practices? How are we going to vote for a guy like that? There was a lot less talk of policy. So I was just curious. Uh, um, I, I would have a really hard time voting for a Hillary Clinton 
of the opinion I have of her personal life and her ethics, even if she promised, promised, and I knew for sure she was going to build a wall and like yeah. amnesty and repeal and replace well, like those kinds of things to some extent it's hard to separate those things too because mm -hmm. do i get like a, a huge thing that attracted me to trump and still does isn't necessarily policy but it's cultural like i like his cultural middle finger to political correctness mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. do i get that with the hillary no. trump no so you get you get deadpan horrible uh horrible uh speaking non-persuasive hillary so when you're talking about policy, you're talking like strictly what Congress and the president can do. Yeah, like like what they campaigned on, not who they are. Okay, so this Trump would what be know, offended by this Trump would be easily offended, but would build a wall. Is that what you're telling me? Well, it would. Well, yeah. Like I said, this is this gets a little complicated, but essentially, <laughs> okay. it's it's a it's a crass businessman named Trump with questionable hair and questionable ethics. Who wants to? Um, gee, I don't even remember Hillary's policies. Who wants to? Uh, whatever it is she wanted to do, raise the minimum wage, single probably. payer, raise the minimum wage, no uh, single payer, yeah, yeah, things like that. Um, but he still does the middle finger to the press kind of thing. But he's he's going to enact executive orders. Oh boy, because I don't want to let go of that. That's honestly, it is, is a major asset it to me true. that Trump um, is a cultural correction. Mm -hmm. So if I have to lose that, then that does weigh into my judgment a little bit, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was going to ask Blonde this last night, but I, I went something else. But because uh, well, she would just say whoever builds the wall. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, that okay. okay she put up with anything. That is true. That's probably an easy easy catch. Um, yeah. I'm just scanning real quick to see in the chat. There's there's nobody's nobody's answering that question. They're just arguing. They're arguing. Uh, well, Constantine right. said <laughs> Gary Johnson with Jill Stein's policies. <laughs> Gary Johnson without the tongue. <laughs> that much distinction. They were kind of the same person in mm. some ways. Yeah. Remember when Gary Johnson got all triggered about calling them illegal aliens or whatever it was? Yes. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, what a what what an election cycle. <laughs> Looking back now, we can And they both are all about, you know, they both I'm sure they both smoke a lot of weed, to be honest. Well, isn't that sort of like the libertarian We know Gary Johnson does. Is that the top of the libertarian's um uh platform, you know? It first, seems to be the top. First of the top and platform. foremost. Oh my. You think your contraceptive should be free? Well, I'll tell you what you get for free. Um all right, let's go ahead and roll this. Um, you guys can find... Word of the day. Have... Word of the day. Oh, no. I was going to run off without word of the day. I'm trying to be respectful of Matt's time. <laughs> well, I don't, do we... no, if you, if you got a, I got a couple I mean, we lost a couple okay. minutes to the freeze, so I, I don't mind hanging out for... Did, so that is true. There you go. I, I don't All know right. what the word of the day segment is, but if well, it's... Well, uh, Matt, Matt is, is quite learned. He's in school right now. That's enough. Um, That's enough. So uh, he, uh, he, he brings up these interesting words like vituperative. I'm not and, a uh, So we can educate warrior, ourselves and be more eloquent. Uh, go ahead. That's and... it. I just like sharing words. Yeah, but what's Here, the word Here's the word. Apotheosis. A what now? Apotheosis. Okay. It's in my Facebook. It's in the Facebook message I sent. I guess Joe can pull it up maybe, but sorry, I'm not speaking very loudly. Apotheosis is. What does it mean? The highest point in the development of something, culmination or climax, or the elevation of someone to divine status or deification. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, it, okay. This is the apotheosis of our show of our, of our so show. far. So far. This is our. <clears throat> and on that wonderful note, um, uh, thanks so much for stopping by our, our show. That is woo, our show for the evening. Um, you can find Matt Christensen on YouTube, Matt Christensen uh, on uh, Twitter at ML Christensen, um, and support his. Wow, that is nice. support his uh, Patreon. 
um, which I don't have linked below, but I do have his YouTube link below, and he does have that listed there. Uh, support him on Patreon, and you can be part of his Wednesday Night Colin show, which I do, and I am. So check him out. Wonderful videos. Thanks so much to those of you who followed him over here and those uh, people who joined us for the first time. I appreciate uh, your patience with us this evening. We will be back next week with another show, Thursday nights, 9... Ooh, hold on. I never have this ready. Um... <laughs> All right, see you guys next week.